Welcome to the Truth About Recruitment podcast. This podcast is aimed at providing a free resource and guide to navigating the recruitment process and optimizing your career journey. Arguably one of the most important and stressful elements of any one individual's life. My name is Matt Masters. I'm a recruiter and passionate at providing free access to information that can help people's lives easier, particularly around recruitment, around their career journeys, and everything that goes with that. I've got many decades experience, but I've not sat here saying that I have all the answers. I simply want to provide a free resource that hopefully can provide some help, assurance, and reduce the anxiety that can sometimes exist when people are going through change, looking for a new job, or simply trying to ensure they get the most out of their career. If you want a copy of any of the PDFs discussed in the podcast, please email truthaboutpodcast at outlook.com. Thank you for listening. We're living in a time at the moment whereby there's high levels of economic uncertainty, people are changing jobs more, companies are looking to streamline processes, and the consequence of that is that unfortunately more and more people are being made redundant. Now, being made redundant is an incredibly stressful scenario, and most of us in our careers at some point will experience um, that unpleasant situation. And... There's lots of support out there as to what you should do in terms of what you're you're entitled to, notice period, uh, money owed to you by employers. But I thought I would do an episode on what to do from um, getting your next job and getting the right next job. Um, because as we all know, when our emotions are heightened, it can be more challenging to make the right decisions and make sure that we are moving forward in the right direction with our careers into a job that is going to stimulate us, provide us with what we are looking for from our employment. So let's take it at step one. So you've found out, you've been made redundant, all the technical finance stuff has been sorted out and now you're sat there in a market potentially oversaturated and thinking to yourself, how do I make myself stand out? Now we're going to break this down into a step-by-step process. Um, and this will overlap with other videos and other uh, podcast episodes that I've done. Um, but that's okay. This is for you. If you're out there right now, you've made redundant. This is a step-by-step guide as to how to get through it. So, step one, your brand. You need to sit down and ask yourself, what do I want to do next? And in your mind, I would encourage you to think that if you, you actually were already employed, so you're not looking at this as I need a job, ask yourself what would you like to do next? What do you need to, not what you need to do, but what would you like to do? So what I mean by that is there's going to be three parts to this. It's looking at the priorities for the role. What sort of work is going to be stimulating for you and that you want to be doing? The technical, you know, day-to-day elements of the role. What you need from a remuneration perspective and salary perspective to live the life that you want to live uh, or, or, or have kind of committed to and what geographical restrictions do you have on you the reason why you've got to get a really clear and very um, precise articulation to that question is because when you are engaging with recruiters when you're engaging with clients if you are able to articulate what you want you are able to say no to things that are not right for you or structure it in such a way as you do not delay getting where you need to by making the wrong decision. This also feeds into the second part, which is brand. So once you've established this, and if you go back to my podcast episode on CVs, 
uh, or how to write a CV. It's a similar structure. But step one is decide what you want to do next. Now, there's three choices, really. You could be looking at permanent work. So what permanent opportunities are there for? What permanent opportunities are there for me? You've also got contract work which can be a really nice buffer. So you've got cash flow coming in, so you're not eating into that redundancy pay or reducing the amount that you are eating into it whilst you find the right permanent job, the right forever home, as it were. The third thing you can do is you can build your brand. Now, building it, I mean by that is, can you take on skills, a course, a qualification, or voluntary work which will add to your personal brand? So that is, you know, that's what's in our mind at the moment. So let's take what your strategy needs to be them and how you go and approach the market because there's kind of there are three things that I would recommend doing. The first thing is once you figure out what you want to do, figure out what that job title is on the market. Now, this is not specific to any market, but there will be different job titles for the same job across different sectors. So let's just take a generic example. In property, an estate surveyor can be called an asset manager, a disposal surveyor, a principal surveyor, a valuation surveyor. But fundamentally, the role is the same. So the reason why you need to do this, you need to make sure that you're not missing out any opportunities purely from the fact that the wording of your searches on search engines and with recruiters doesn't quite marry up. So you need to make sure that you've encapsulated and caught all of those opportunities. Once you've done that, Google search jobs in the areas that you're looking for with those job titles and make a list of it. Once you've got that, look at who is the recruitment company and who is the specific consultant responsible for that. Then you need to add them on LinkedIn. You need to send them a personalized message with a very clear CV, which again, go back to the episode on writing a CV, and then a very clear message as to your situation, what you want to do, how much you're looking to get paid, and where you're looking to do it. Because like everything, if you can make that information really clear to engage and understand for a recruiter, they're far more likely to engage with you and be able to help you in your job search. Because what tends to happen is, not all the time, but in some instances where there is what I would call reactive recruitment, whereby a client has sent out to a recruitment company a brief, they will literally just be looking for people that match that brief. And if there's ambiguity around what you're saying you want to do, they won't necessarily marry the two. So step one with the recruitment consultants is identify who is relevant to you with the jobs that you want and reach out to them. Organize a call. And look, recruiters, <laughs> not <laughs> as many people would not agree with this, are human beings. So, you know, treat them nicely. Explain your situation. You know, make sure that you explain to them that you will not let them down. You know, if you if they, if you, if they send you to an interview, you will perform your best. You will research the company because... You want to be the first person they think of when a brief comes in like that. So make it really simple for them. So that's step one. You've identified the relevant recruiters. You've engaged them. You've got your CV, your LinkedIn. Again, go to the LinkedIn episode about how to do your LinkedIn. And that's sorting out that traffic coming in through the recruitment source. The next thing you need to do is you need to do some proactive work. And this entails identifying which organizations have the roles and the opportunity and the parameters that you would work for with the jobs that you want to do. 
and then you need to approach them. And there needs to be kind of a three-layered approach to this. Step one, LinkedIn. Again, really important. Add the chief executive, add the relevant line manager, add the head of HR, send them personalized messages. Particularly if you're in a saturated market with where there's lots of candidates being redundant, you need to make yourself stand out. So you need to say why you would add value to that client, why you're interested in going and working for them, and what you would bring to the role. So that's step one. Step two, email. And I personally would recommend a phone call. There's a very fine line between being a stalker and being proactive. And I can't tell you where that is. You'll just feel it. So that's what you need to do on that basis. And make a list, make a spreadsheet, and make sure that you have mapped out every relevant employer and they have got your CV and that you've articulated them clearly, exactly what you're looking for, what you can bring to the role. And take your time. Make it personalized. If you'd literally just send the same email to all of these uh, clients, the chances of them looking at that as a serious application is significantly reduced. Whereas if you send a personalized email that's relevant and they can see that you've researched the company, you're far more likely to get through to at least having a conversation with them on the phone. The final thing that you need to do is you need to go and get yourself set up on the job boards. So again, look at which job boards are advertising the roles which you're interested in are being advertised on. So for example, and I go, I keep going back to property, but that's my bread and butter. So for an estate surveyor, you'd probably go on to Rick's Estates Gazette, and depending on if you're in the public sector, maybe jobs go public, maybe the MJ, depending. So you would make sure that you have signed up to all relevant roles and click all the various roles. And then make a point as well as setting up a reminder to check every day for um, adverts have gone up from direct clients and also um, adverts have gone by recruiters. And again, keep a track of that. Again, going back to step one with the recruiters, make sure you're not missing out any really relevant recruiters um, who could be talking to you about opportunities. So that way, from that kind of tripartite approach, you've got traffic and relevant content coming to you from recruitment companies, direct clients, and job boards. So that's the kind of the proactive approach. The next thing you need to look at is your well-being, because trust me, it is a marathon, not a sprint when it comes to being redundant. It can be an emotional roller coaster, and you need to figure out, I refer to it as managing the manageables, what's going to be good for you? What do you need to do to in order to make sure that you're in a place where you are not burnt out, where you are able to put the best version of yourself across at interview during assessment centers. So what exercise do you enjoy doing? Can you get into cold water exposure? Are you meditating? Are you doing yoga? Are you seeing family and friends? And that needs to be really you know, ingrained into your routine. You have to treat yourself like a patient and you have to say, what would I be saying to somebody if I was giving them advice? So that's really important. And I would encourage you, you know, to the cold water exposure, I think is fantastic. It's free. Um, same with fasting. It gives you something to focus on because sometimes not being in control can be the thing that generates the most anxiety. So take control of your routine, take control of your environment, surround yourself with positive people and get yourself out there. Now, I'm not going to go and profess to be any kind of financial expert, but again, reduce your outgoings, speak to your mortgage company, try and reduce the amount of financial you know, 
things that are going out in your bank at that present time, just to reduce that anxiety and that stress levels as much as possible. Now, in terms of um, actually the, the approach which I think I would recommend for most people, it is taking on interim work. Um, whilst they find the right permanent position because sometimes you'll start out with this approach and say look I'm not going to just take anything I'm going to take I'm only going to take a permanent job and I completely respect that and I'm not saying that's not the right way to do it you know it's not one approach or one size fits all but what I would say is it's far easier a to negotiate the right package for you when you're in a job even if that job is interim and having cash flow coming in just takes the pressure off that permanent search and there's no reason that those two can't live um, harmoniously and run side by side so with that what are the tips and advice to getting your first interim role because most people that I speak to and I've worked with only go into being an interim because either they've had a full career and they've retired and they want to do um, interim work because that stimulates them or they want to earn some extra money but the other part of it is people get made redundant and therefore there is there is no pain associated there's no risk with it because they've already haven't got a job the biggest thing stopping people from becoming an interim is that they don't want to lose the stability of that paycheck, that regular monthly paycheck, knowing, having certainty around what you're bringing into your into your bank account. So that's gone now. So take the opportunity that exists with being made redundant and go out there and, you know, interim, you can earn a lot more money. But this is what I would say to you, be flexible. Be flexible on location, be flexible on the rate, be flexible on the role specifics. It's not your forever role. But what it is doing, it's developing relevant skills, you're networking in a a relevant job, um, and it's just taking that pressure off financially. Yes, ideally we want the temporary job to be, um, you know, sector specific and relevant to your long-term career aspirations. But even if it is doing some manual labour, gardening, you know, working local supermarket, you know, Whatever it is, get yourself working, keep yourself in a routine and just keep that pressure off. So those are my basic tips if you've been made redundant, what to do to try and secure the next step. And I genuinely hope that provides some value to at least one person. And if it does, then that's fantastic. If you've got any specific questions, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or on my email address, which is on the podcast. Or if you have any specific questions which you'd like to answer, I'll happily do an episode. But if you are happy, Mary Redundant, my thoughts are with you. Stay strong, stay healthy, and please listen to the advice I've given you. Have a great day, guys. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Recruitment podcast. Now, 80% of listeners who enjoyed the podcast do not leave a review. Follow the podcast or subscribe to it. Please like, review, and share the podcast. It allows us to help more people for free. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.